Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Darwin. The nerves is where it's at. Welcome everybody back into two guys in navy blue shirts and white nerd sesh hats. As always, I'm Carson Brabrand. Alongside me is Logan Camden. And today we are going to be doing a good old-fashioned trivia time. If you've been looking for your trivia fix, we have been doing the trivia gauntlets where we have our friend Peyton Host and Logan and I go head-to-head. Those have been on our YouTube page, we're going to start posting them to the podcast feed as well going forward, but there's a few of those you can catch up on if you haven't. But today we're going the old-fashioned, I come up with 10 NFL questions for Logan, he does the same for me with the NBA, it's going to be a blast. Logan, what's the first question today? Well, first I just want to go on the record and say I will be avenging my four trivia gauntlet losses. I currently stand at 0-4, right, man. I will get them back. Yeah, I told you, you're on your John Elway arc. You gotta reach rock bottom. Sometimes rock bottom can be a trampoline, Logan. And at the end of the day, you're gonna be on top of the mountain. God, you're a philosopher, man. That was a freaking banger. And I just came up with that. (laughs) It's never been said. Off the dome piece. I'm on my Joe Cap and Fran Tarkenton arc, man. No, 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 no. You're on your John Elway arc. Logan, there is a high coming. Dude. It's okay to be Fran Tarkenton, man. He was ahead of his time. He was a great quarterback. Just on the biggest stages, he faltered a little bit, man. And you want that to be your legacy? You know what? I really didn't think that analogy through yeah. before it came out of my mouth. Anyway, yeah. also, Carson and I did coordinate our outfits today. We wanted to twin like it was the first day of school, like yes. uh, Greg Heffley and Rowley. So you're welcome, guys. I'm Greg. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Rowley. <laughs> Yeah. Carson has the cheese touch. Okay. And Without... I'm Joshy. No, I'm actually Joshy. Oh, dude, I'm so jealous. I have a poster of you in my room, actually. Yeah. Um... And you're Tarag Gupta. <laughs> Carson, traditionally, when we do these trivia times, uh, they are assorted questions throughout NBA history. But today, 
I actually have a theme uh, for all of my questions. Uh, we were amidst okay. two of the greatest rookie seasons of this century, uh, that being by Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren in the NBA. So all of my questions are themed around these two gentlemen and rookies. So I've got five questions about Wemby. I've got four questions about Chet and then one where they both intersect. So without further okay. ado, Carson, we're going to start with the Wemby portion of the trivia. Can you name every top three pick in San Antonio Spurs franchise history? Ooh, okay. Are we counting ABA here, or is this just the NBA years? We are not. It is just NBA. Okay. So there's not going to be very many, because the Spurs have been pretty consistently good. They don't really bottom out throughout their franchise history, except for, of course, the year that they get Duncan at number mm -hmm. one in 97, and when they get David Robinson number one in 87, and Wemby last year number one. Outside of that, I'm thinking through the 80s. I'll tip you off, Carson. You actually only do have one more gentleman, and he is sandwiched between Robinson and Duncan. Sandwiched between the two of them. Is it Sean Elliott? It is Sean Elliott. Good pull, dude. Let's go. Arizona legend. I mean, dude, that's kind of crazy to have right? damn near 50 years with four top three picks. Shout out to the Spurs. Well, Logan... I've got a top three pick themed question for you too, actually. And I have also chosen a theme for this episode. A significant majority of the questions are about the NFL draft because it's combine week. Ooh. So it's on our minds. And this year, it is widely expected that the top three picks will all be quarterbacks. It's not guaranteed, obviously, but uh, there are certainly strong rumors about that. Can you name the three other times that has happened? All three quarterbacks have gone in the top three since the merger? Oh, this is a gnarly question. Yeah. It's um, gnarly. 1998 is where my brain first goes, but I don't... 1998 and honestly 1999 are both drafts that my mind goes to because 98 you have Peyton and then you have Leaf, but I don't think the third overall pick was a quarterback. Am I right? It's not 1998. You're right, it's not 1998. Third overall that year was Andre Wadsworth. And then 1999 is Tim Couch and Donovan McNabb back-to-back, -back, but I don't think the third overall pick in that draft is a quarterback. Am I right? Hmm. Hmm. So I may have identified one of them. We have Tim Couch, we have Donovan McNabb, and then we have... This guy was not so good. good. Not so good. Maybe there's a reason they don't talk about this guy in the 99 draft. You know him, though. Five touchdowns, 13 picks in his career. In his career? <laughs> yeah, he didn't stick around long. And he went third overall. Oh, my gosh. How long mm. did this guy last in the league? Uh, only until 2002. Really only started in 99 and 2000. Cade McNown. Three and 14 record. Ooh, it's not McNown. That is a oh, good thought. McNown is in this draft class. He mm. went 12th. This guy, I think, is more memorable because he's such a bust. Oh, is this a, it's not, is it a Houston quarterback? Is it no, a? No, no. Houston had a couple, a pair of busts early in this. It's a little late for the bust Heath Schuler. Um, Correct. This guy was a Pac-12 quarterback. Cal, ASU, U of A. Fortunately, the Pac-12 no longer exists. And his school would produce another memorable bust, also at the third pick just a few years Joe, later. So you're talking about Joey Harrington. It's the Oregon QB before Joey Harrington. Correct. Oh, is this, um, it's going to say Jim Miller. Mm -mm. Oregon QB. You have, mm. 
Jim Miller, shout out, led the <laughs> Bears to an 11-2 and record in 2001 somehow. Shout out Jim Miller. I might have to come back to this one. Uh, okay. Are there are there any post-2000? Mm-hmm. There's one. Oh, is it, it's, uh, is it 2018? Not 2018. It's not Baker Darnold. No, it would have been Baker Darnold and then... Josh was next off the board. 2012 is Luck Griffin. I don't think it's a third quarterback there. Mm -mm. I thought about doing all the years that it was just the top two guys. Mm -hmm. That would have been a ton. There's a lot, and I think they're all pretty memorable. It's interesting, those years where it's just like one, two. The third is rare. I might have to go. You've got Eli and Phil. I don't think that's a draft class. You have Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Jason Campbell. Sorry for going through all the mental gymnastics here, people. But it's you more go year recent. Year. It's, it's more, more recent. recent. Is it more recent than even 2018? It is, actually. What? Now Logan uh, is going to say, I don't know it. No, it's it's impossible now. Now that we've reached that five-year mark, you know, i got to wait for the data yeah. to process. Uh, T-Law, Zach Wilson. Um, oh... T-Law, Zach Wilson, who's the third guy? Downloading. Still yeah, I downloading. Gotta, I gotta get the update, man. This guy... Uh, you actually have seen in person. What? Yeah, unless my memory fails me. It's not Kyler, I'm pretty it's sure. not Kyler Murray, is it? Mm-mm. Oh, Trey Lance. It's Trey Lance. Trey Lance. We did like see the, him in person. One of wow. like the two games Trey Lance has actually played. Logan and I were there. That's that's actually against really the Cardinals. Cool. Dude, I've seen some weird QB battles. The QB battles that you I've have. seen in person, it was Trey Lance and Kyler, right? Then I saw mm -hmm. Kyler and Duck Hodges. And I've seen Browns, Robert Griffin III, and Landry Jones go ahead. Landry ahead. Jones. Those are my QB battles. Okay, so we've okay. identified one. We have 1999. And the other one is really tough. I'm not going to lie. I just kind of had it included in the question. It's not 84, but is it? It's not, and it's not 83 with L.A. and all those guys. Oh, dogs. that was the class I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because NBA, the all-timers, 84. NFL, the all-timers, 83. You can it's get pre mixed it's up. pre-99. Yeah, way pre-99. I don't expect you to get that one. It's more just a fun fact I'll throw in. If okay. you can remember the third guy in 99, you've effectively I've, gotten the question. I've got to get the Oregon guy, man. Mm-hmm. This guy only played for one team. He only played for one team. Yep. Because he was not that good. A team that uh, actually would have a number one overall pick and take a quarterback not too long after this. Within five years. Damn, I'm just thinking about Chris Chandler right now. Chris Chandler's old as shit by 99. Is, is it a Falcons QB? No. Oh, it's a Keeley Smith. It's a Keeley Smith. There you go. And then do you want the uh, combination of guys in 71? That conglomerate. And, is it Joe Ferguson one of them? It's not Joe Ferguson. Dan Pastorini. What the hell? Okay, he's the hardest one to get. Do you know who was number one that year? Is it Terry? It's not Terry. It's the year after Terry. Were either of these guys any good? Yeah. One of them actually a Super Bowl MVP. Staubach. Mm-mm. Kenny Stabler. That's close. How could that be close, you may be wondering? It's not LaMonica, is it? Mm-mm. Oh, come on, dude. 
you're teasing me. Oh, it's Plunkett. It's Plunkett. Plunkett, Pastorini, and then the and... last guy uh, in a family of quarterbacks, Archie. Archie, there Let's you go, go bro. There you go. Let's go. Let's you know on. what, man? You know what they say? A little bit better late than never. I'm I'm hyped with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Carson, I am really excited because this is such a, a smorgasbord of weirdos. Carson, okay. can you name every NBA player ever? Who is seven foot four taller and played at least a hundred NBA minutes? Let's go, dude. Let me get Chuck Nevin. <laughs> the human victory cigar. Let me get Rick Smith. Yes, sir. Let me get Yao Ming and George Mirasan and Manu mm -hmm. Bowl. Mm-hmm. At least a hundred NBA minutes. Did Taco Fall get there? Yes, he did. Taco did get there. Oh, this is just a massive human being. Priest Lauderdale. Toughest name on the list. Yes. Let's go. Okay. Ralph Sampson, I haven't yes. seen. Who else? Sean Bradley. I mean, it is cake from here on out. How many more dudes are there, even? Three guys. Okay. Well, Wemby, I haven't officially named. Two guys. One, a multi time block champ. Oh, Mark Eaton. Bang. And then the last guy is an active player, Carson. I believe the heaviest gentleman in the league. Bobon. Bang. Boom. Easy money. Wow, that's fun. Yeah, that's a real uh, mark of delineation once you get and up to 7-4. There's not a lot of dudes. We got to give an honorable mention, too, to Simbalar, of course. I know. I thought about him, but I was like, I think he's only played in three NBA games. But mm -hmm. God, was he a unit. All right, Logan, I love this question. Quarterbacks are coming into the league older and older with everything that we're seeing with the transfer portal and the extra year for COVID that all these guys have been afforded. Can you name me the five oldest quarterbacks drafted since 2000? I love this question. I love this question so much. Oh, yeah. I think the two oldest are going to be Brandon Whedon and Chris Winkie. Both over 28 years old. What's interesting to me is that the Browns still bought in on Whedon, even though he was 28 in the first round, and the yeah. fact that, like, Whedon went and played, like, uh, minor league baseball, man. I think Chris Winkie followed that same arc. I think he might have played minor league ball, too. Yeah. You got the arm. What Interestingly, post-1986, Logan, I saw a list. Kenny is one of the five oldest first-rounders. And I'm just thinking, like, those records are going to be broken because he was only 23 and a half or something. Now you have dudes like Panics and all these guys so, are so much older. So you have to be at least 25 when damn. you were drafted. Uh, I wonder if Sam Hartman's going to make this list. He's pretty old. Veteran guys traditionally uh, is Sam is, Hartman will not quite make it, but he'll is be close. Hendon Hooker here. Hendon Hooker should be here. That's my bad because he didn't throw a pass. He wasn't okay. counted on this list initially, so he actually just boots another guy from last year's draft class. Who was that guy? That was. It makes a lot of sense to think about the college that he went to. That's what I'll give you. The one Army college. or Navy? Or like... Mm -mm. Uh, well, those make sense too. What's the other one? Air and I'm Force? trying to get you here because it'll <laughs> help you get another answer. No, not just the branches of the military. What else um, could take multiple years before you actually start attending college? Is it BYU? BYU, yeah. Wow, it's not Zach Wilson, is it? 
Because you have to do your mission. Again, it was this year. It was this year. Oh, Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. So Jaron Hall now gets booted for Hendon Hooker. And hopefully there's nobody else whose stat had left off this list. Oldest. Do we have any first round picks remaining? No. But you have another guy who uh, the Jaron Hall hint applies to. That's why I was trying to get you there. BYU quarterback. Wow, this guy from Hayward went to high school in Mountain View. Shout out to the Bay and shout out to Arizona. Yeah, no, 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 Mountain View in Arizona. QB. Uh, Sorry, can you give me the year this guy was drafted? This guy was drafted in 2007. He's not the easiest. The one remaining, I'm sure all of the viewers are going to be like, this dude's the first person they thought of because it's such a meme his age. But again, you just download things at different oh, speeds. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. So <laughs> yeah. now you're just down to the BYU the, boy. I, I can't believe he wasn't the first guy uh, off the dome. 07 is an interesting class because it's one of the greatest draft classes in NFL history when you think about the talent that came in. Uh, I mean, the likes of Jake Long, Adrian Peterson, Calvin Johnson Jr., Darrell, I think Darrell Revis comes. I mean, it's a Patrick stupid, Willis. It's a Acknowledge Patrick Willis. Class. Yeah, it is. What, what round class. did this guy go in? Second. Wow. Oh, is this? It's not Brian Brom, is it? No, Brom's mm-hmm. 08 out of Louisville. It's not Brian Brom. Oh, it's. Uh, is, no, no, that's not going to be right either. I was going to say Chad Henney. Chad Henney was a second round draft pick out of Michigan, though. Oh, it's an interesting thought. Chad Henney might get you on the right trajectory. This guy is a rando, but you know him because you're Ch- like that. Chad Henney. Also, Tyler Thigpen. Tyler Thigpen. It's not Tyler Thigpen. Oh, also, I think that was Jake Long the 08 draft. Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. 07, you do have Joe Thomas, though, and you have Calvin Johnson. That was the tackle. Adrian you Peterson. Marshawn. Ridiculous. Yeah. I was thinking of another great tackle. Joe Paul Poslozny. Kevin Cobb, Kevin, Eric Weddle, Kevin Cobb, Sidney Rice, Lamar Woodley. Why would Chad Henney? Justin Chad, Durant. Why would Chad Henney help me? Is his name Chad? No. Chad Henney might get me there. I like how there's always two things when we say they have this in common that you think of. It's name and it's team. Mm-hmm. So that's the one. Uh, I mean, Henney was drafted by Miami. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not Pat White. Pat White went to Western Virginia. It's not Pat White. A bit formal Western Virginia. Yeah, I don't I think know why you can I said drop Western the Virginia. Urn. <laughs> it's because you don't acknowledge this as its, as its own state. Let's be real. You're a Virginia supremacist. I don't like how that sounds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, Miami. Okay. It, it's not Thigpen. It's not – oh, it's John freaking Beck. It's John Beck, baby. John freaking Beck, man. Good Three question, touchdowns Carson. to seven picks in his career. 0-7 record. Unfortunately, he could never get a win as the starter. Poor guy. Good hint, man. Okay. Carson, we just recently did a rookie draft, so you might know some of these off the top of the dome. Mm. I need you to tell me the only rookies in NBA history to average 20, 10, and 3. A stat line of that. So 20 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and 3 assists per game. Oh, I was thinking three blocks. Okay. Mm-mm. Three assists per game is going to open up the opportunities here because then we can go back. They only started tracking blocks in 74. So, that being said, some of the great early rookie bigs, Wilt Chamberlain did not pass the ball. Elvin Hayes did not pass the ball. David Robinson, I bet, will be here. 
David Robinson actually isn't on here, surprisingly. Wow. Wow. Is Blake Griffin on here? Blake isn't either. Honestly, Carson. Wow. Everybody? 1980 or before. Oh, my God. Everybody? I was going to guess Tim Duncan up next, but no. No, I'm hearing. And actually, uh, I have mistakenly, I might have to redo my question. I accidentally typed in four assists per game, so we will see if there are any additional names. Okay. Um... There are additional names. Blake Griffin is one of them, so he is okay. here. Okay, but Duncan is not. Duncan is not. Well, Wemby yep. is. Okay. Elgin Baylor, I think, will yes, be here. Yes, he is. Oscar Robertson did not quite average 10 boards a game as a rookie. He was very close. Oh, he did? It's Oscar is here. Big O. Wow, so it was assists where he fell just short of the triple-double as a Big rookie. Big O uh, was, yeah, man. That's what a ridiculous stat line. 31, ridiculous. 10, and, and 9.7, man. Okay. So now I'm thinking about some of the other centers, like Ewing, Akeem. I don't think the you have, passing is there you only for have, either one. You have one center and I believe three power forwards. Do we get Bob Pettit on this list? Yes, you do. Okay. Other power forwards. Yeah, we have been talking about good rookie seasons recently. We don't get Sydney Wicks here, do we? Yes, you do. That is wow. by far the toughest name on the list, Carson. And now oh. just remaining, uh, two of the greatest rookies of all time. Okay. Sydney Wicks, dude. Came in the league, getting buckets, didn't mean anything. The Blazers honestly have such a fascinating franchise history. Sydney Wicks. Jeff Petrie. <laughs> Sam Bowie. Greg Oden. There's just a lot of interesting sort of what-if kind of dudes. Bill mm -hmm. Walton, obviously. Yeah. Okay. A couple of the best rookies ever. And we've got one power forward and one center left out there. This guy you, you wouldn't think of as a power forward, but his rookie season was listed as a power forward. Is it Bob McAdoo? It's not Bob McAdoo. Not Bob. Um, would I think of him as being a center or a small forward? Oh, it's Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Larry it Bird. is Larry Bird. Yeah. And you just have arguably the greatest player of all time left kareem kareem yeah duh kareem came into the league already a playmaking five that's a good list last season on the choosing sides f1 podcast we established unequivocally that f1 is the pinnacle of motorsports lily herman my co-host in season one helped me choose a team a driver and then well we sent you on your jolly way yeah i'm tony cam brown a tech culture and f1 commentator I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. 
I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Win a winner, chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, the Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas, We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right. Well, speaking of Kareem, Logan, if you can believe it or not, he is involved in my next question. We're going to take a draft intermission, and you're going to tell me, which of these names does not have both an NFL and oh, NBA representative? There's only one that does not have somebody in both leagues. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Thomas Jones, Mike Evans, Keith Van Horn, and Matt Ryan. Okay, we can immediately eliminate Matt Ryan, uh, Boston College quarterback, Falcons quarterback, and damn, did Matt Ryan, the small, did he go to Boston College too? I don't know where he went, but he's a sharpshooter for the Pelicans. went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So we can eliminate Matt Ryan. We can also eliminate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I believe different spellings, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a running back. That's right, but spellings, I should have clarified, do not have to be identical. Mike Evans, I will eliminate. That's a really common name. But I know you, and I wonder if you also threw that in there because it's a basic name, and I would think there has to be a basketball counterpart. So we have Mike Evans, we have Keith Van Horn, which is freaking weird man <laughs> and then what was the last name thomas jones your boy damn that's what makes this tough is thomas jones and mike evans are really common names I, i'm gonna say keith van horn has a counter i can't imagine that you throw him in there it's just such a weird name but have you considered that i'm a sick fuck i like a quick <laughs> oh come on now i'm gonna no say more, no more little pump references you know what, man? I'm going to say Mike Evans. Final answer. 
do you want me to do you want me to millionaire strat do i gotta switch it up no i should have accepted that i don't know why you said mike evans and then i just kind of sat there for a second it's not mike evans actually there is a nuggets guard from the 80s named mike evans and if you can believe it there's actually a member of the 85 bears named keith van horn he spells his last name with an e on the end but he was a tackle there bears fans will know certainly from 81 to 93 he started that whole time remarkably there has never been a Thomas Jones or even a Tom Jones in NBA history. That's such a common name, man. Such you a figure. common name. Thomas is going out of style, man. We need more kids named Thomas, dude. I know, but the league has been around since the 40s. There wasn't a BAA player for the Providence Steamrollers named Tom Jones. I couldn't believe that. That is a ridiculous ridiculous fact but good question Carson we are sticking with the Wemby theme uh you're coming down to my two final Wemby questions I need you to tell me a top 10 list the most stocks per game by a rookie wow number one is going to be David Robinson it is five number two is going to be Manute Bull yes 5.3 the only gentleman to surpass five ridiculous okay Mark Eaton will be up here Mark Eden is tied for eighth. Victor Wembanyama will be Wemby up here. Is four point six. He is one of four gentlemen to be over four. Okay, I think that Hakeem will be here once we involve the steals. Hakeem is tied for fifth with three point nine. Does Patrick Ewing get here? Patrick Ewing is one of the first gentlemen off the list, I believe. Okay. Okay. Tim Duncan, does he get here by any chance? Tim Duncan does not. Not a bad guess. Okay, is Alonzo Mourning here? Zoe is here at 3.8. All right. I'm inclined to take a bold switch in strategy just for a moment, just to have a little bit of fun. Does Alvin Robertson get here? I do not recommend making a switch in strategy. All right, I guess we're just going to stick with the bigs. I was just kind of like, I don't know, it'd be fun to see if anybody could get there on the back of the steals. Wow, like highest guy. There's a lot of steals as a rookie. The highest guy up here that is a non-big, you've got Ron Harper, Andre Kirilenko and oh, Michael yeah. Jordan. Uh, I was Tim Duncan. MJ. Tim Duncan is in the top twenty-five, and I want to give a big shout out to Chet Holmgren, who is also uh, in the top twenty-five. Got to give a shout out. Does Anthony Davis get here? AD does not. Let's see what Anthony okay. Davis is doing. This he was a year. great defensive rookie. I'm thinking about other recent dudes. Dwight wouldn't be here. Yeah, AD, his rookie year was averaging three per game, so he would be just outside. Do we get Tree Rollins here on the back of blocks? That's such a good guess, dude. Tree Rollins is one of the first guys off. Damn, okay. So about you're missing other great shot blockers first. Yeah, uh, two of the biggest uh, physical outliers. Uh, honestly, three. Ralph Sampson. No, not Ralph Sampson, Sean actually. Bradley. Sean Bradley, 3.9, another great physical outlier. Shaq, I haven't guessed Shaq. Shaq is another one, and you have one more massive physical outlier here. Shaq averaged three and a half blocks a game as a rookie. That was an obvious one. Or no, no, you already got Mark Eden. My fault. Yeah, I did. You've already got Mark Eden. So you have the two strangest names on the list. One guy I've never heard you say. Okay, can I throw someone out there? I don't really know how good he was as a rookie, but he was a prolific shot blocker. Is Benoit Benjamin here? I didn't know you knew that guy's name. I want you to probably Let's... put that in your back pocket for later. He's Never not on mind. this list, but okay. that's a really good guess. Him and Tree Rollins are next to each other on here. Damn. Yeah, so, he was an insane shot block. I didn't know this because I thought this guy was a big man. I just assumed it. This guy's actually a small forward, the guy that I've never heard you say before. Ooh, that's uh, his, really interesting. His name is alliterative. It starts with the same letter. Okay. Uh, he averaged 1.3 steals per game and 2.5 blocks per game. 
absolute stud. And what era did he play in? He played in the... He debuted in 1978. Okay. Well, and that's then, a great draft class. We got Purvis Short in there. We got Michael Thompson in there. We got Otis Birdsong in there. Let's see where this guy was drafted. And then you have one more guy in the past decade. He was touted is one of the greatest like defensive prospects ever. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. I was about to guess someone crazy. I'm not You should. I mean, he's not he didn't live up to he's a I really made me think of Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. It's not Carl Anthony Towns. He shares something in common with Cat. Does he really? Perhaps somebody who played for the Minnesota Timberwolves? No, 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 no. Maybe a little before that. Where did Cat play before the T-Wolves? Oh, I see. Okay, so we got a Kentucky boy. And then this guy, uh, the guy with the alliterative name, was the first pick in the second round of the 78 draft, 23rd overall. Uh, A Detroit boy through and through, went to high school in Detroit, went to college at Detroit Mercy, was born in Detroit, and was drafted by the Pistons. Okay, all right. I've never heard you say this guy's name. I've never heard of him before. Did he have a good career after this rookie year? He's a really good role player. Um, Career averages of 10 points, 5 boards, and and 1.5 blocks per game, 1 steal per game. Played for Detroit until 85, then played for the Kings and the Mavericks before leaving to go play overseas in Italy. Really interesting. Not really like anything that, that stands out. A Detroit boy who was a good role player and could lock up, could play great defense. Um, the other guy you should get, though, the Kentucky big man. Wasn't ever a good offensive player, but was a defensive playmaker. Is it Nerlens Noel? It's Nerlens Noel. He really was hyped up as a defensive prospect, yeah. 3.7 okay. in his rookie year, man. Averaged 1.8 steals, 1.9 blocks. And then this last guy. So, Carson, I don't want this to confuse you and ignore it if it throws you off a little bit. This guy shares a very, very similar name to a a bench player for the Bulls currently. Used to play for the Pacers, is now with the Bulls. He's only okay. played he only he's only played in twenty games this year and has only played seven minutes per game, but his name is super similar. Okay. Interesting. And I, you know what, man? I'll even give you the letters. T. T is the alliterative part. Start first. Terry and- Tyler. You're the freaking man, dude. Yes. Let's go. Wow. That is insane that he is on this list. That man is among some fine company. All right, let's go. That fires me up. Logan, we're back to the draft for you. Can you name the five first-round quarterbacks who Washington who will very likely be selecting a quarterback again in this draft with the number two pick, has selected in the Super Bowl era. Let's run it. Robert Griffin III. Yep. Jason Campbell. Yep. Heath Schuler. Joe Theismann. Not Theismann. Okay, Schuler is actually the oldest. No way. I wasn't sure of when uh, Theismann was drafted. So He was actually a fourth rounder. Shout out. Schuler's the farthest back. He is. Is there anybody in between Schuler and Campbell? There's one. That might be the toughest on this list. And you're also missing the most recent guy on this list. Sam Howell wasn't a first rounder, was he? It's not Howell. Oh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. So one guy to go in between Schuler and Campbell. Mm-hmm. 90s or 2000s? Early 2000s. 
Gus Farratt went in the same draft as Shuler, right? That's correct. Seventh rounder in that draft. Is it? It's not Patrick Ramsey, is it? It is Patrick Ramsey. Let's, Let's go, go, dude. Clean that up. Fire me up, man. All right, Carson, we're going to go on to my final Wemby question uh, before we get the joint Wemby and Holmgren question. Currently, Victor Wembanyama leads the NBA in blocks per game with 3.3. Can you name the only other rookie in NBA history to lead the NBA in blocks per game? Yeah, it has to be Manute. It is, it, it is Manute Bowl. It is a very simple question. It is just absurd to look through NBA history, man, because you've got a lot of great shot-blocking bigs who posted absurd yeah. numbers. But they just overlap with some of the greatest shot-blockers ever. David Robinson averages 3.9. Zoe right. and Shaq averaged 3.5 and 93 and don't lead. Um, but, yeah, Manute Bowl, the only one ever uh, other than Wemby to do it. It's crazy. You know what I'm so excited for with Wemby? is he's going to average four blocks a game. Like, <laughs> that's just a stat line that doesn't exist in the last 15 years. Who was the last guy to do that, I wonder? Like, since the days of the Dikembe's and even Theo Ratliff got up that high, but Dwight never averaged four a game, and Dwight was the best shot blocker in the league throughout the entire mid-late 2000s. Uh, ben I'm getting Wallace my, didn't I'm do it. I'm getting my stat team on it. Uh, Who was the sure, last guy to average four blocks sure a game? Are you sure Ben Wallace didn't do it? Maybe yeah. he did. No, no, it's it's Dikembe at uh, 4.5 in 1996, man. Hasn't happened this century. Oh, wow, so Theo didn't do it, but Theo Ratliff definitely got very, very close. That's awesome. That excites me because it just doesn't happen anymore. Guys don't play 40-something minutes mm -hmm. like they used to. Wemby could average five blocks a game. And as someone who appreciates the historical context behind these stats, that really <laughs> excites me. All right, Logan. Caleb Williams will likely be the number one overall pick this year, having transferred in college from Oklahoma to USC to follow his guy Lincoln Riley. Can you name the last five number one overall picks who transferred in college? Let's do it. I got to think that Baker Mayfield is going to be here. Baker Mayfield is here. I got to think that Troy Aikman is going to be here. Ooh, Troy Aikman is actually the oldest on this list. So we have identified our parameters it is 1990 to 2018 everybody else is going to be in between there this is that's interesting too that both Aikman transferred from Oklahoma like Jalen Hurts transferred to Oklahoma Baker Mayfield transferred to Oklahoma Caleb and yeah and there's no way there's another guy mm-hmm okay well let's do the mm. there's there another more? Lincoln Riley guy Joe Burrow transferred Joe Burrow did transfer. So he's here. Is he the most recent? Joe Burrow is actually the most recent, and I'm realizing that Troy Aikman is actually the first guy off this list. That's, Pardon me. That's tough. R.I.P. Bozo. So do we have any more 90s guys? You have one 90s guy, and I'm counting community college transfers Cam on Newton, Glenn College. Cam Newton is here, yep. So you've got so, three guys, two more to go. Two to go. Why am I? No, no. I know for a fact Jeff George went to Illinois, and I'm pretty sure only Illinois. So get off of Jeff George, buddy. Get off of Jeff George, dude. It's not going to help you. Peyton just goes to Tennessee. Who's the other first? Who's the other number ones in the 90s? We've got Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson. I don't think – I also think he's – no, he's after Aikman, but I don't think it's him. Big Daddy. Kajana Carter goes to Penn State. So for what it's worth, the guy in the 90s – transferred from a community college is it Keyshawn? it's Keyshawn, yeah 
Good hand. Bingo. Uh, Ended up at USC, started at West uh, LA College. So one guy in the mid-2000s. No. More recent. I told you, it's a Lincoln Riley guy. Sam Bradford. Mm, that's not a Lincoln Riley guy, no. It's... Oh, so it's it's more recent than Cam. Yeah. Oh. And I'm not really big on college, so I, it doesn't really actually help me that much. Uh, Lincoln's coached at Oklahoma. He's coached at USC. That's it. That's it? Yeah. The theme of this list is Oklahoma. It's honestly pretty wild. I mean, we've got Jared Goff. We've got Jameis Winston. We've got Andrew Luck, Eric Fisher. Oh, my God. Is it Kyler Murray? It's Kyler Murray. Man, I should have gotten that sooner, but that's an excellent question. Man, dude, the Oklahoma ties are – what is going on down there? Dude, I mean, to be fair, most of that list is just Lincoln Riley sniping yeah. dudes. Three of them, and then Aikman left Oklahoma. So shout out Lincoln Riley, bro. My goodness. That's absurd. Carson, we are getting into a stretch of some of my favorite questions because – you know, we all talk about the historic anomaly that Victor Wembanyama is, but mm. Chet Holmgren is also a historic rookie anomaly. And yes. granted, while he did miss his rookie season, uh, I have a question about that, actually, that we will get into here in a minute. But Ooh. he is a historic anomaly in the sense that he is a big man that can shoot the pill at an insane clip. So, Carson, I actually need to expand this list to 35%. I need you to tell me every rookie seven foot or taller to shoot 35% or better from behind the arc because Chet Holmgren, believe it or not, he's the only one ever to shoot over 40% from behind wow. the arc. Wow. And I'm pretty sure, I think Chet's the only one to shoot over 36% from behind the arc. Like, wow. even being remotely close to the number that Chet is at is ridiculous. Yeah, with a minimum attempts, uh, minimum, what was my threshold? Minimum 53-point attempts in your rookie season. Okay. He's the only one to ever shoot better than 38% from behind the arc. So, wow. seven names, seven foot or taller, 35% from behind the arc. Okay, this is a really fun question. My first thought is Carl Anthony Towns. Cat didn't do it, if you can believe it wow. or not. I, I think Cat is listed at 6'11". Oh, oh, right. I forgot about the seven foot. I was just thinking centers. My next thought was going to be Miles Turner. No, Cat is listed. Cat is listed at seven foot, but he only shot thirty four percent his rookie year. Damn. Okay. Miles. So you do have a couple of weirdos too. Miles. So the seven foot is actually big. I bet we get Dirk Nowitzki here. Not Dirk either, man. No. Damn. I'm looking obviously in recent years. Turner shot twenty one percent from behind the arc. Dirk shot twenty point six percent. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. so you've got four guys that really make sense, and then you've got two weirdos. All right. I'm just going to think about some of the premier guys in recent draft classes. But again, to be seven foot Dude, doing it is super impressive. There are three guys. Excuse me. There are four guys since 2016. Yeah. Two of them awesome. make sense. Two of them are freaking weirdos, man. Okay, interesting. Jokic isn't listed at seven foot. So he's not going to be here. Embiid didn't shoot that well from three his rookie year, did he? Embiid, in his abbreviated season, obviously misses wow. his first two seasons in 31 yeah. games, shot 36.7%. Well, wow. and there's an obvious one uh, who this question is about. Oh, Chet, I have so said. We'll knock yeah. Chet off. So you have Embiid and Chet. Uh, you have another, okay. another rookie, Carson, with something in common with Embiid in the sense that he wasn't a true regular rookie. 
Okay, I see. Gotcha. Let's think about other guys who either missed their year or came over older. Guys who mm -hmm. came over from Europe, I mm -hmm. can see also. All right. Let's think about some of the prominent dudes who do that in recent years, but you have to be seven it's foot. It's not recent, though. This guy's the by far the biggest throwback on the oh, list. Oh, oh, is it Arvidas? Arvidas Sabonis. Wow. The only guy pre-2000. So remaining, you have a number one overall pick, and you have three guys since 2016. All right. Let me just try to get these uh, straight up. I mean, they're, this is we, we've reached the... You have one marksman and three weirdos. Wow, really interesting. We're not going to get Aiton here, although he did show that he could shoot a little bit in college. God, I thought Aiton was going to be so good, dude. He was right. a tank, and he had shooting touch, and then it just turned out that he was soft and really not all that good. Okay. Bargnani? Yes! Bargnani, yeah. dude. Bargnani is... Classic stretch big. The number one overall pick you've got... All right, do we get Steve Novak on this list? I mean, you're going to have to get a little weird. This guy did play for the Knicks briefly. He's now with another Eastern Conference team. He's a he's I, the goofiest name on this list. I don't think this guy was listed at 7 foot. It's not Keith Van Horn. I think he was No, no, and, and it's all re more recent. All since oh, 2016. Right, right. All, all since 2016. Now I forgot. This I was guy thinking about some throwback stretch bigs. Okay. Let me try to get in my Duffy a little bit. I mean, he's a I just goof. thought about Mike Muscala. Yeah, you know what? He's exactly like, dude. I want you to think about like the goofiest, gooffiest big man in the league today. The weirdest, goofiest guy who gets minutes Luke at Cornette. the front. Yes, it's Luke Cornett, <laughs> man. Bro, that should not have been such an effective hint. Poor Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett, Vanderbilt legend. Luke Cornett had three putback dunks against the Chicago Bulls the other night, and then proceeded to dab. It was disgusting. Yeah, that's insane. In, in the year 2024, that's actually a crime. I think that you can prosecute okay, that. Okay, so you've got a marksman, Carson, a guy who has an absolute heater on him. Okay. And a guy who was a really highly touted prospect. He was drafted in the top 10. Okay. He apparently um, has... There's I'm no trying way to this think is real. about the recent classes. What were you going to say? His basketball reference page says he has two cousins who are in the league with the exact same name. That can't be right. I think that that's probably a glitch. Okay. That would be insane. Both of these true, guys are foreign. we would know about that. These guys are both foreign players. This guy's somewhat of a bust. Uh, I don't know. Is Dragon Bender here? It's a weirdo like that. He's from This guy's from South Sudan. I don't think that you would have said somewhat of a bust, so that gives away. It's Thon Maker. Thon Maker. Yeah. Last guy, one of the easiest names probably on this list, was not a prolific okay. shooter as a rookie, but he is a one of the best in the league today. All right, let me just think about who makes sense given that criteria. Who are the best shooting bigs in the league today? We know that it's not Cat. We know that it's not Jokic. We already talked about Embiid. Uh, a real patriot, oh, KP. this guy. Nope, not KP. That's a good guess. A real patriot, this guy. A real patriot, but he's not American. Yep. So he's proud of his own nation. Mm, that was a good hint. Really that good was a good hint, man. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Does wow. he share a name with the New England Patriot or something no. close to it? No, he. this guy's a real Patriot. This guy's a real Patriot. He has served his country. Oh, my God. Really? Yep, just this last offseason. KP, 33%. Oh, it's Lowry. It's Lowry Markinen. Lowry Markinen. Oh, of course. He makes a bunch of sense. That's the thing. When I hear seven-footer, I always think centers. Mm -hmm. Lowry's 
closer to a three than a five. All right, that's a fun list. That's a good question. Shout out to Chet, dude. What an absolute stud he is. We're going to take another intermission from the draft questions, <laughs> Logan. I'm going to tell you a Lawrence Taylor story. You're going to tell me if it's real or if I just made it up. All right? He used to send prostitutes to opposing players' rooms to, quote, tire them out. Oh, yeah. That's real. Okay. He doesn't remember the day he was drafted because he drank 41 beers. I can believe it, man. I'm going to say that's false, though. That is actually true. You're the man, LT. You're the man. <laughs> well, he had a substance addiction problem, but he used to chew on glass. No way. You're saying that's false? It's gotta be. That is actually true. What do you mean by that? I mean, he used to chew on glass. He showed up to a team meeting in erotic handcuffs because the prostitutes he called didn't bring the keys. You know what? I kind of hope that's true. That's a baller story, man. That is true. Power And finally, move. he pinned Bam Bam Bigelow during WrestleMania 11. Ben knew. That's true, man. Yeah. All of yeah. those are true? <laughs> yeah, there's like 30 more that I could have chosen from. Dude, and people want to act like he's not the greatest defensive player of all time. That's what you don't get, man. To be a that's, defensive that's great... That's what seals him? Dude, you gotta be a nut. You have to be a little certifiably correct. Like, like think like Ray Lewis, like Brian yeah. Dawkins. You like gotta Ed kill Reed. a guy. Y yeah, you know? You, you just gotta be a little crazy, man. John Randall. Yeah, oh, John Rand John Henderson. Like, dude, to be a defensive player, to be a defensive all-time great, like, you gotta have a couple screws loose, man. And that's why I think T.J. Watt effectively is better than Miles Garrett, because T.J. Watt's just a little bit nuts, man, right? Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in a bonus bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code NERDS. New customers can get a no-sweat bet up to a thousand dollars if your first bet loses only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code nerds the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut help is available for problems with gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources carson we're gonna uh go back to the basketball questions okay chet holmgren obviously missed his rookie year with an injury so can you tell me every top three pick post merger who never actually played in their real rookie season everyone wow okay list is, list is shorter than than you'd expect all right well let's think i mean there's some easy ones right Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin, and David Robinson, all number one picks, all rookies of the year who did not play in uh, their conventional rookie season. Yeah, and Joel Embiid was the third pick who missed his first two seasons. You only have three guys to go. Only three guys to go. And again, okay. one guy that this question is about. Oh, yeah, Chet. <laughs> Chet, we're going to run it back. So Chet is here. Two gentlemen to go. Two gentlemen to go. Okay. And this, one of these guys is really unique, Carson. I've never heard this before. This guy refused to play for the franchise. 
the, the Ooh, team that drafted him, he said, I will not play for you. I'm going overseas. And he forced the team's hand to trade him the next offseason to another team. That's really interesting. I wonder if I know that. I'm just thinking about some of the dudes whose careers got messed up really early. Mm. I'm thinking about Bobby Hurley and Jay Williams and Mark Helfold. You Foles. should. There is one guy that fits that criteria who you were quite fond of. Who I'm quite fond of. Yeah, you love this guy. Real what if, man. Guy. And he didn't play his rookie year. Travesty, man. He had his career stolen. That's interesting. Well, tragically, Len Bias should kind of count on this list. He didn't play his rookie year. Len Bias would be on the list. I felt uh Yeah. Obviously. I felt I should not include him. That obviously makes sense. Okay, who's the guy who was robbed? I mean, dude, he had his career stolen, man. Oh my god. Greg Oden, bro. Greg Oden. Yeah. Damn, dude, I got to write another song for him. I'm going to write another song soon, and it's going to be about Greg Oden and maybe about some of the other fallen soldiers, the what-ifs in NBA history. Okay, Carson, this guy, a second overall pick. And it made, you know what, man, I'll say it like this. It made sense that he didn't Uh, want to go to this uh, team, man. This is That's really interesting. Poverty franchise. I understand completely why he wouldn't want to go play there. Do not give me the year, obviously, but can I get a decade here? Sandwich oh. between two of them. Oh, it intersects. Okay. There's an intersection. This guy would go on to win a championship. Not like he was like super meaningful or anything on the team, but he was there. Bro, at least showed up, and you know what? In life, that's half the battle. <laughs> and this guy demanded a trade because an organization was so shitty. Okay, you know what? We're gonna do a it thought makes me exercise. Think of, like the Clippers. Oh, really? Damn, who did they take? You know, who did they take? I'm thinking about the dudes who were there, who they picked really high, like. Charles Smith was there, but he went in 88, third overall. I want you to think about just a, you know, I talked about how like Luke Cornett was super goofy. I just want yeah. you to imagine a goofy late 90s to early 2000s player. Just a goof. Okay. That feels like that leaves the door open for a lot of it's, dudes. It's open for interpretation, but me and you have kind of had a few laughs about how goofy this guy looks on the court. I'm just thinking about Paul McKeskey right now. Yeah, he's a goofy hooper. Ferentz. Just thinking about big white dudes. Yeah, this guy would go on dudes. to win a championship in the 2000s. Oh, it's Danny Ferry. It's Danny Ferry. That's right, dude. I know that. He was drafted by the Clippers, but he played for the Cavs. Yep. I didn't realize, though, that he sat out his rookie year. Went to Italy. Okay. All right, Logan. This is an interesting one. Drake May will very likely become the fourth UNC player drafted second overall since the merger. Can you name the other three players picked in that exact spot? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, say it. Go ahead. Of course, I can't believe you asked a Mitch Trubisky question on the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he's there. He's there. <sighs> Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry, a UNC quarterback taking it two? Speaking of Steelers quarterbacks and UNC quarterbacks, no, this does not have to be a quarterback. In fact, the other two players are not quarterbacks. But just UNC at two. UNC at two. Do you see that Kurt Bankert said that Drake May is Mason Rudolph with less arm talent and less accuracy? Are you kidding me? That's what he said. I think that's a bad take. 
But also, yeah, Mason Rudolph is kind of that guy. So, But also, Mason Rudolph is the future of the Steelers franchise, so dude, what can I, you really dude, say? You know, I, Again, I've said this, but I really hope they give him a shot, man. That boy's got God on his side, man. He's got that, uh, that special. He's been blessed know, by man. the Lord. Dude, I'm telling you. He's had holy water you. rain down upon him. That boy don't have fear because he puts his fear into God, man. He doesn't have fear anymore since he hit Miles Garrett with a helmet. <laughs> now he realizes that he can use his helmet as a weapon and that everybody around the league thinks he's insane, so they might not mess with him anymore. UNC at... There's another guy you could say was insane on this list. Can you Another give guy me who a... we've talked about today, actually. Did Lawrence Taylor go to Lawrence UNC? Taylor went to UNC. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. And then you've got another guy who stayed in the great state of Carolina, also a defensive player. A Tar Heel, Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. There you go. Kaboom. That's the list. Good question, That's man. the list. Nicely done. Peppers, criminally underrated. Uh, the emphasis of this episode was to shine some light Peppers on... Peppers like a Carolina Reaper. Bar. Put that in the Greg Oden rap. I see your ass in Minecraft. I call you a creeper. Dude. Yeah! Boy, you got the Kyrie 4s on those some goofy-ass sneakers. I had to tuck them boys in. I felt like a sleeper. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, man. My buddy Ethan actually plays in the Kyrie 4s. So that's cool. a super personal shot. I've heard that. I've heard those shoes are actually good hoop shoes. Yeah, I believe it. All right. Uh, the emphasis of this episode on my end was to shine some light on Chet because Wemby's taking a lot of his shine. And, again, he's having mm. a historic rookie campaign. Carson... Chet's averaging 17 points per game on 64% true shooting right now. It's the best true shooting ever. Uh, so the most efficient 15 points per game ever by a rookie. Can you name every rookie to average 15 points per game on 60% true shooting in wow. NBA history? And I love this question. I've already uh, marked off Chet on this list for you. Okay. So we'll start there. Cat, again, I think of. He averaged 18 a game, and he was pretty damn efficient as a rookie. Wow, dude. Cat is the fourth guy off of this list. It's a great guess. Man. There are only uh, eight names. All right. So if we don't have injury limits, then Zion is for sure here. Yes. And is Joel Embiid here? Embiid is not. He was not that efficient, actually. He is the okay. fifth, sixth, seventh guy off this list. Okay. Ooh. I don't know if he ended last year at 15 a game. Is Jalen Williams here? And I'm sorry, you actually have seven names on this list because one of these bozos actually only played in one game. Uh, oh, okay. The, the boy J-Dub, where is J That's a great guess, actually. Where, I think he might have finished just below 15. I think he did. But the he efficiency didn't... was definitely close. I want to say he averaged 14.6 or something. Let's see if Carson has nailed it spot on. He averaged 14.1 oh, okay. on 60.1 true shooting. Yeah, he was super efficient for a rookie. I'm trying to think about other dudes who have made cases on the back of, like, efficiency. Walker Kessler last year, but he didn't score 15 a game. So you have 60% true shooting has to be modern. Like, unless you have a dominant big back. Actually, oh, what about David Robinson? I do think you should think like that. Carson, that, that criteria will help you here. Unfortunately, David Robinson's the first guy off this list. 59.7% true shooting. You are really... Painting the black right now, man. You were painting the corners, bro. I'm just thinking about really high-efficiency scoring bigs. So you've got two guys that don't fit that mold, but everybody okay. else does. Two I of mean, the does big Akeem men. Does Akeem get here? Not Akeem. Two okay. throwback big men who are weirdos. They're like not like 
all-time great. They just Interesting. Said good- you know, Akeem actually wasn't the most efficient. All right. I'm going to throw him out there. Bill Cartwright. My man, Bill Cartwright, yeah. is here. I'm- 60.8. I tried to give you a hint on a 5x5 five five video, and you said this guy instead. You tried I, to give me a the hint. Gary Coleman hint led you to this guy instead of uh, instead of the guy I wanted you to get to. Oh, Buck Williams. Buck Williams is here. Wow, uh, another one of the weirdos on this list. So you have a, a active big man who did this. Okay, very Ooh, highly talented right. prospect. Damn, I was just thinking about the efficiency for a second there, and I was like Nick Claxton, but. No, you have to score 15 a game. That's pretty damn good. So let's think about some of the high-end big prospects in recent years. Jaleel Okafor was getting buckets, and he wasn't doing it that efficiently. Evan mm-hmm. Mobley was not particularly efficient. Is it DeAndre Ayton? It's DA. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, the last two guys, Carson, uh, 70s to 80s, and they okay. are not big men. That is super impressive. Yeah. Let me think. One of these guys. We don't get Michael Jordan, do we? Michael Jordan is the third guy off this list. Oh, that's a great guess. Still so impressive. Twenty-eight a game as a rookie in nineteen eighty-five. A rookie guard. Are you kidding me on that efficiency? That's ridiculous. We don't get Magic Johnson here, do we? You do. Yeah, Magic was so efficient, bro. So that makes sense. And last guy, maybe not a winner, but he could get you a buck. Last guy could get you a buck. Is it Adrian Dantley? It's Adrian Dantley. It's Adrian Dantley. Clean it up, man. Efficiency king. Efficiency king. That's a good question. All right, Logan. Jaden Daniels, who we know is an ASU legend, went to ASU when we were there, practically our best friend, will be drafted this year, maybe in the top three, very possibly in the top three. Can you name Five other ASU quarterbacks drafted since the merger. ASU, not LSU, because we know where Jaden's heart is. It's in Tempe. Dude, his rookie season was so spectacular. I remember saying at the time... They call it freshman in college. uh, Yeah, true. Uh, I thought that Jaden was... I literally said at the time, I was like, dude, Jaden's a future first-round QB. That take was based on how efficient he was, how good he was at protecting the football, and the fact that I thought that Jaden was going to bulk up more. Uh, He's so slight. I, I am really not a big Jaden Daniel guy in the pros. I think that, to me, my quarterback comp for Jaden Daniels is Pat White. I don't know if you remember Pat White out of West Virginia, but... Yeah, in 2006, of course. I remember Pat, him so well. Pat could scramble. He had a live arm, but he got licked by Ike Taylor in a preseason game and never played another snap because he got concussed out of the league. And I really... I love Jaden. I hope he is super successful. I am rooting for him. I think that boy is going to get broken half by some of these NFL guys. Uh, yeah, it's concerning. He literally weighs like 180 pounds. It's really concerning. So I know that he's listed as heavier than that, but he's I'm gonna, very, very slight. We're going to go Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer, of course. Shout out. I don't know if these guys are drafted. We're going to give it a shot. I'm going to say Andrew Walter. Mm-hmm. Third rounder. I am going to say, uh, did Danny White get drafted? Danny White sure did get drafted. I'm going to say Marquise Tuiasasopo. Did he get drafted? No. no didn't he go to Washington? That guy went to Washington. That guy, what am yeah. I talking about? That guy went to Washington. I just think about him with Andrew Walter. That uh, guy. Disrespectful. Uh, Brock Osweiler. There you go. Um, so now you just got one more. It's all you need. And there's one name I'm looking at. And he was drafted in 1980. So it's a throwback. But I know you know him. Do you know he went to ASU? I think so. 
Does he know? Does he know? We're are about any, to find out. Are there any more guys any more recent than that? I mean, yeah, but not who I think you're going to get. I know you know this guy because he played uh, somewhere near and dear to your heart. Mark Malone. There you go. There you Bang. go. Bang! Let's go. I fed him. That was a lob. I should have let you toil for a little <laughs> bit longer. Sicko right. Mark Malone. Carson, this is one of the tougher ones on this list because of the throwback names. But, again, I've seen you do the impossible. If you can pull Terry Tyler, I have full confidence you can pull these names. All right. We did this with Wemby. We're going to do it with Chet. Can you name every top three pick in Sonic slash Thunder franchise history? This is not just post-merger. Pre-merger is included. All right. So Harden goes number three in 09. Obviously, we have Chet. Mm-hmm. We have Kevin Durant going second in You're 07. In order right now, you have one more guy post-merger. That's it? It's only Gary Payton? And now we are pre-merger. We have entered Jeez. the danger zone. Jeez. Wow. Damn, there's some dudes who were close. Like, I think X-Man went fourth. Russ went fourth. Yeah. These guys all drafted with the number three pick. Okay. My first thought. My first thought, I'm letting it rip, is Bob Rule on this list. Oh! He pump-faked me! He pump-faked pump me! I hit you with the Big Ben? I so it sounds I, I, like Bob Rule. Oh my god, dude. I literally just thought... I, I, I know you know this guy's name, so I just thought you were going to roll into it. It's not Bob Rule. Um, but it's Bob. Mm-hmm. Well, Bob Boozer played for the Sonics. Bob Rule out of Riverside, California was drafted 7th overall in the second round of 67 by the Sonics, mm. so it's a good guess. I just knew he had a great year in Another Seattle. Robert. Another, is it Robert or Bob? He goes by Bob in NBA circles, but he is a Robert. Okay, okay. Uh, nicknamed the Sonics. Is it Bob Kaufman? Yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy. Bro, I have talked about Bob Kaufman way too much in my lifetime. Okay, Six I know you. years in the NBA. Bob Kaufman, three-time All-Star, sucked him. every other year. Sucked in Seattle, sucked in Atlanta. But when you put that man in Buffalo, he was nice. Why? The Braves sucked. Wow. This guy, Carson, you would not remember at all for being a Seattle supersonic. Oh, Is okay. a prominent figure, somewhat prominent figure in NBA history. I know you know him. Won a NBA title in his second season with the team that he was moved to after Seattle. So he was traded after one year. And I'm trying to figure out what exactly he was drafted with the third pick. He was traded f with Bob Boozer for Zaid Abdulaziz, Whoa. formerly known as Donald A. Smith. Zaid Abdulaziz. I don't think I know who that is, but I'm thinking about where else Bob Boozer played. So it has to be, it has to be that this guy was a Laker. Nope. No. Won a title in the 70s, though, immediately after being traded. Awesome name, this guy. Just sick name. So cool. I was sure that he was a Laker because Bob Boozer was a Laker, and they won a title. A point guard, this guy. Okay. On the title team, got 19 minutes per game. Well, he Actually, this guy would go on to play for the Lakers for two seasons in 74 and 75. Would actually get traded from this team to L.A. Uh, for Jim Price. Oh my God, he was in the famous Jim Price trade. 
the last ditch effort to keep Kareem around. Jim Price, Bucks and Lakers legend, hoop grid legend. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Where? What? What legend? Hoop grid? No, no, no. Go back. Who did? Who did he play Bucks? for? Bucks. Maybe that yeah, might yeah. be. Maybe that might be where you remember this guy for. Yeah. This guy went to UCLA. Don't know if that helps you. Oh, Lucius Allen. Okay, Lucius Allen. Lucius the last guy, Allen. Carson, is by far the toughest name on this list. I've never heard you say him, but again, I have seen you do the impossible. This guy shares a name with a very mid-receiver in the 2000s. He is now an NFL analyst. He shares a last name with this guy. Shares a last name. Okay. I wonder if I can get him on his basketball resume as opposed to thinking about all the random receivers of the 2000s. NC State. Third overall pick in 1974. Okay. Nicknamed the Newland Needle. Uh, not sure why. Is he from somewhere named Newland? No, actually he's not. This guy huh. uh, played for the Sonics, played for the Kansas City Kings, and played for the Atlanta Hawks. Retired in 1981 at the age of 28 with seven foot two, 225 pounds. Whoa, absolute unit yeah seven two two twenty five and the only reason i give you the last name is i've only heard one other guy with this last name that being the receiver in the mid-2000s that guy played for the lions Country. the vikings and the seahawks lions vikings and seahawks those are the Nate spots Burleson. Hmm. tom burleson holy shit yes i was in there somewhere I was in there somewhere. Wow, I don't know much man. about Tom Burleson. Wow. Tom Burleson never made an appearance on a hoop grid. Wow. My socks have been knocked off. <laughs> Top three pick. Shout out. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. <sighs> Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. 
in each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From at and one with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To them. Okay. Logan, we're taking a break with the draft, and we're actually done with the draft stuff until the bonus question. Which of these beloved movie-slash-TV stars appeared in a Super Bowl? Terry Crews, Carl Weathers, Fred Dreyer, or O.J. Simpson? Obviously famed TV star O.J. Simpson. Yes, beloved. Beloved, Logan, is the key word there. I don't believe it's O.J., uh, I don't believe it's who was the first guy you named. Uh, Terry the first guy named was Terry, Terry Crews. Terry Crews was a special teamer on the Chargers and the Chiefs. I, I think he played for the Chiefs. I know he played for the Chargers, so it's not going to be Terry. Who's the third guy you named? Terry Crews also played for the Rams. The third guy named was Carl Carl Weathers and Fred Dreyer were the other two. Carl Weathers. I don't know who Fred Dreyer is. I think that Carl Weathers did it either with the Eagles or the Giants. Is not Carl Weathers. Really? Rest in peace, too. Carl Weathers just passed away. I know. Rest in peace. It is actually Fred Dreyer. Who, is, who did Fred Dreyer? And, and what did he do in, in TV? I'm actually not familiar at all with this guy. I wasn't familiar with Fred Dreyer either, but I looked up dudes who uh, were in movies. He was actually a stud. A stud for the Rams throughout the 70s. Logan, we got to add this guy to our yeah. knowledge bank. 15 sacks and 74 led the league unofficially. Damn. 103 career unofficial sacks. That's the thing. He gets shafted because he uh, doesn't have those stats. And, and he was the star of Hunter. Or I don't know if he was the star, but he was certainly a star. I think that maybe he was the star. Yeah, he was the star. Sergeant Rick Hunter uh, made an appearance on Cheers. There you go. Fred Dreyer. Shout out the boy Fred Dreyer. Okay, Carson, this is so one of... So, hold on. Let me just get this straight. We're always talking about Deacon Jones and Merlin Olsen. Yeah, Fred man. Fred Dreyer was right there along with them producing. Give him some props. Yeah, Deacon took all the shine, man. Yeah. Or or if we spin this, he was a Deacon Jones merchant. But maybe. He could have been a Deacon Jones merchant. Think about who was eating up all the double teams opposite him. And you had Merlin on the inside. Maybe Deacon Jones and Christmas Merlin. every day for Fred Dreyer. Maybe Deacon Jones and Merlin Olsen were F- Fred Dreyer merchants. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Come on. Who knows? Settle down. Yeah. Settle what down. came what came first? The chicken or the egg, man? Carson Fred Dreyer. <laughs> this is my favorite question uh, maybe I've ever come up with, man. 
This is the oh. intersection of Wemby and Chet, Carson. I need you to name every season where multiple rookies have averaged over two blocks per game. Can you identify the season and the two rookies? Wow. That is electric. Okay. I'm thinking about great draft classes in terms of bigs. Uh, my first thought, I don't love, but I'm going to let it rip. Emeka Okafor and Dwight Howard in 2005. Fortunately incorrect. I will tip you off about something. Yeah. So... Okay, there's, well, I got one. I got one. Zoe and Shaq in 1993. That's correct. They both averaged over three, uh, funnily yeah. enough. 3.5 exact, both of them. Let me see where Emeka and Emeka averaged 1.7. That's not not a bad guess at all. And Dwight, 1.7 as well. They are just all on right. the cusp. Knocking on the door. Let's there's think only... about other classes dominated by bigs. Well, I'm wondering... Based on the fact that you told me to keep Benoit Benjamin in mind earlier, he's got up here at some point. But I'm thinking about with who, because I want to say that he was in the 88 rookie class. Mm, you're close. Okay, so now I'm pretty sure that it was him and David Robinson. Uh, David oh, it's Robinson. Not? It's not. It, one of the, the, maybe the most prolific rookie shot blocker ever. Maybe. Is it Manute and Benoit Benjamin? Manute and ben, uh, Benoit Benjamin in 86. And I'll tip you off about something. You only have one duo post-2000. And we know who that is. Oh, yeah. Wemby and Chad. So, everybody else, uh, three duos to go. Everybody right. else is pre-2000. All right. I want to cook here, dude. I love this question. I love what you've done here, Logan. So, I'm thinking about the great rookie classes... 1984 brings us a lot of studs, but it doesn't bring us another great shot-blocking big alongside Akeem Olajuwon. Does it? Maybe not Maybe not the longest career. Oh, my God. It's Sam Bowie and Akeem. Sam wow. Bowie and Akeem do it, man, in 85. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, now let's think about some other draft classes five guys within four years of one another within four years okay in the, in the 90s oh in the 90s i was gonna look back to like the late 70s because i was thinking block numbers were great then oh oh well we're gonna have to have uh are we I want to say Dikembe and somebody. Is Dikembe with somebody? Dikembe actually isn't here. Let's see who would have been the closest mm. cohort of his. Dikembe is a rookie, averaged three yeah. in 1992. The next closest in 92 is nobody. Nobody's oh, wow. up here with, with Dikembe, unfortunately. Okay. I don't know if I love this, but I'm going to throw it out there. Marcus Camby, I imagine, did do this. Did Camby. Sharif Abdurrahim do it with him? Oh, my God. Wow, Carson, you just made me find another another duo. Camby is here with somebody else and a guy with oh. an alliterative name. So, my bad on that. Another guy in the 96 class. I'm thinking about there's a lot of all-stars in that class, but most of them are perimeter players. Yeah, Camby is here with uh, another gentleman who got drafted to an expansion franchise. Not a 
Not a legend or a goat. A power forward, actually, this guy. Ooh. Wow, this is the only season he averaged. Wow, this guy had a weird career. Interesting. Dude, he, he only played. This guy only appeared in 70 total games after playing in all 82 his rookie season. Oh, my God. That's a really hard pull. I'm not going to focus on that for right now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't we're sticking you. in the 90s. Everybody's in the 90s between, yeah, five years of one another, three duos to go. I wonder if we get C-Web and somebody mm. else. C-Web and somebody else in the 93 oh. draft. These guys, I believe, were both top three picks. Is it Sean Bradley? It's Sean Bradley and C-Web. That's a good pull, man. So the next two, two legendary rookie shot blockers and a pretty obscure guy alongside them. Okay. I've never legendary heard of the... rookie shot blockers. I've never heard of... I've never heard of one of these guys. Okay. So we're still looking 90s for all of these? Yes, these guys actually wow. back-to-back draft classes, Carson. Okay. So I'm thinking about if we could have Duncan and somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that is a weirdo. I've never heard of this guy. Duncan and a weirdo. Nicknamed Yogi, apparently. Went to Cal. Oh, my God. Hold on. Well, I'm going to get this if he went to Cal. This guy was but undrafted. There's no way this guy played enough games. It's not Sean Marks, is it? No, this guy was undrafted. He's a California boy through and through. Went to John F. Kennedy in Sacramento, California. Went to oh Cal. My God. And then was drafted by the Sacramento Kings. Dude, there were so many good bears in the 90s. KJ, Jason Kidd, unfortunately both bad guys. Lamont Murray. Like, they just produced dudes. And if he's a Cal guy, even though this is obviously before I was alive, I should still know him. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for not knowing him. Again, he was undrafted. He was born in France. And a fascinating basketball resume, this guy. His father shares the exact same name as him. And he was born in San Francisco and went to Santa Clara. Kind of a basic name. Kind of a basic name. Two first names, actually, this guy. Hmm. We're looking at the 96 draft, which I should know pretty well. And then we're looking at the 97 draft. Well, like I said, this guy wasn't drafted, so you probably just kind of have to know if oh, he... Oh, right. That's what's tough Cal about Bear. this guy. What are his initials? MS. MS. The Cal Bear. Can Remember I get that... a shout-out to McCurry Sanders Frizon? <laughs> A great Cal Bear of the early 2010s. Very basic first name. Very common. I probably... Starts with an M. Matt. I probably know six or seven guys with his first name. Oh, Michael. And his last name he shares with a tiny mouse. (laughs) Michael Little. What's What's the mouse's first name? Oh, Stewart? Michael Stewart. Michael Stewart is the Cal Bear. Uh, So it's Michael Stewart and Tim Duncan in 1998. And the last guy, Marcus Camby, and a guy with an alliterative name, Double R. I'm shocked that there was a Cal Bear who I didn't know, but I guess if he only played in 150 career games in the 90s, I can't beat myself too much about that. Okay. This guy played 290 in the 90s. This is the other guy is the guy who only played 150. 82 in his first year, and then 70 more the rest of the way. Played with the Vancouver Grizzlies, where 
this would probably be the only spot you know him with. And briefly, with the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Nuggets, you oh, have to I know him that, with the Grizzlies. I, I thought that that was the Cal guy. Mm-mm. I'm getting all mixed up in my head now. This guy out of Alabama was taken 22nd overall in the 96 draft. Again, double R. I really want this one. I want you to get it, man. Uh, Bama also had some really good NBA dudes in the 90s. McDice, Latrice Brewell. Alliterative name, double, double R. I don't know if that will help you. His last name he shares with a very wholesome TV character in the 60s and 70s. Is it Roy Rogers? Yes, it is, man. Let's go. Well done, Carson. That is Let's every go. rookie duo to have two guys in the same draft class with over two blocks per game, man. Well done. Boom. Boom. All right, Logan, your last question before we get to the bonus is a fun one. Can you name the top five kickers by field goals made who were born internationally? Ooh. Uh, yeah, you can. Stenarud. Yes, dude, number five. I mean... You didn't start on the lowest difficulty there. Was Seabass International Janikowski? Seabass was born in Poland, yeah. I don't... How long was this guy there? What about... Oh, damn, what's a Dolphins guy? The guy that fumbles the ball. You know what I'm talking about? In the Super Bowl? I don't think I do. It's one of the most iconic Super Bowl plays of all time. It's the Washington versus Miami. I thought he was going to screw up the undefeated season. What's that guy's name? Oh... Well, it's not him. He's a super. He's infamously a Super Bowl legend for for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Let's see who that fellow was. uh, The Dolphins' kicker back in '72. Oh, Garo Yapremian. Yeah, Garo Yapremian. Is he here? Yapremian. No, he's not here. But uh, Cypress man, shout out. Is Morton Anderson here? Morton Anderson is number one. Where was he born? Finland? Denmark. Denmark. There's a strong Scandinavian to... Uh, is Gary Anderson pipeline. here? Gary Anderson from South Africa. Did not know he was international either, so we got one guy to go. Is it just, Justin Tucker's not international, is he? And Justin Tucker is from Texas. Shout out. The last one is the toughest dude. Not only do I not know who this guy is... His name doesn't so clearly indicate that he is international. He's a longtime kicker for the Chiefs from 1980 to 93. Then with the Jets, with the Pats before that. You may not know this guy. Jets and Pats before the Chiefs? Jets after, Pats before. How long is he with New York? 94 to 96, he was there. And then he retired? And then he retired. At what age? He was 40. What's funny is, I mean, I'm probably going to have heard of this guy because, I mean, you kick that long. You have to be on some of the all-time, like, scoring lists. This guy was born in Munich. But I don't know if he's really German or if he was just born there, if perhaps his parents were serving overseas or something. Can yeah, you, so his dad was a pilot. Can you give me his initials? Wait, is that accurate? His dad was actually a European affairs it's analyst. Not, it's not Jeff Wilkins, is it? No, his initials are NL. Wow, his mom was born and raised in Egypt. 
That made me think of Neil Rackers, but it is in most accurate kicker in NFL history is what he says. I wonder if at the time of his retirement that was true. He led the league in field goal percentage three times. He was almost fifty percent from fifty plus yards, which back Nicholas in those days was unheard of. Nathan, it, it, uh, it's Nick. Nick is Nick. his first name. Nick Long. Uh, sure, well, sure. Ooh, shares his last name with uh, an NBA Lane. player with with some notable physical feature. I actually don't know if that's how this guy's last name is pronounced, but that's going to be your hint. Nick Livingston. No. I would not consider the best mid-range jumper in NBA history a physical feature, per se. This one's a bit more eye-catching. It might make you go, Auga! <laughs> no way. Nick Lowry. Yes. Could be pronounced Lowry. Could be pronounced any number of ways. I'm sorry, I don't know. I've never heard it out loud. But that is the list. I'm adding him to the bag, man. I mean, uh... add him to the kicker bag. Oh, man. I had to I had to look up what that meant for a minute. <laughs> you had to look it's, up what, what it, meant. It says on his Wikipedia page he won the Wizard White NFL Man of the Year Award. And I went, whoa, why are we crowning the yeah, White Man of the Year second. Award? Hold on a second. It's In named February after, too, bro? Come on. It's named after uh, NFL player Wizard White. That makes sense. We had to clear. Uh, Carson, unfortunately, I am out of questions for you. Oh, well, I have a bonus question for you, buddy. So get I, ready for that. I will buckle up. All right. So the theme of the day has been the draft and we've asked a question about every other quarterback on the top of draft boards the big three caleb williams and usc and transfers and drake may and unc and Jaden daniels and his JJ asu McCarthy ties question yeah you're goddamn right i am can you name the last quarterback drafted from michigan it's not denard robinson does he not count it's not denard robinson was he drafted yeah, but I think he was drafted as a corner or a running back. Yeah, so he was drafted as a running back. Either way, there is a guy more recent. <laughs> it's not Rudock, is it? Did Rudock wow. go to Michigan? Cleaned up. It's Jake Rudock, man. Let's go. Sixth rounder in 2016, attempted five career passes, took Logan about eight seconds. Bro, Jake Rudock's nickname is just Dad. That's what I it mean, says on Pro Football Reference. Jacob Michael Rudock, parentheses, dad. Shout out to my boy Angelo. That is the only reason I have any idea who the hell Jake Rudock is, man. Props. Let's pull up his college stats real quick. Big dude, Jake though. Rudock. I want to say Rudock was like 6'5 or something. He's a tank. Spent one year at Michigan after being at Iowa. Threw 20 touchdowns to nine picks. Damn. 6'3", 212. I thought he was, a, I think he was bigger than that. Yeah. 20 TDs, nine picks. Is he even in the league anymore? No. I just said that. Of course he's not in the league. He was drafted eight years ago now, hey, buddy. Get with the time. My boy's been accepted into the University of Michigan School of Medicine, though, man. Let's go. When? How long ago? 2021. So he's been in the program three years. Long way to go still to being a doctor. We're rooting for you, Jake. Yeah. Dr. Jake Rudock, man. Yeah. Seriously. All right. That's going to do it for us here today, folks. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, as we said at the top, there's more trivia content always on our social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. But you can also check out the trivia gauntlets on our YouTube page. And if you want our full shows where we talk basketball mostly now, but also some football, you can watch all of those with video on our YouTube page and you can listen to the podcast across audio platforms. You can check out our merch. We both are wearing the hats today. 
Ooh, don't those look so nice? Don't you want one of those? Well, they're over at thevolume.com, along with these flags behind us. Oh my god, and you can get shirts, you can get hoodies, what? You know where to find all that. And you can join our Discord if you want a chance to speak to Matthew Spawnhour. Matthew Spawnhour is in the Nerd Sesh Discord. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and if I were you, I would not miss it. The link to that is at our link tree across our social media bios. So with that, as always, appreciate you guys. I've been Carson Brabber. I've been Logan Camden. And this was Nerd Sesh. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.